Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. All right, everybody, we got another Twitter AMA on how to get thousands of leads per year for your marketing agency. Going to kick things here off pretty soon, just waiting for people to come through. Typically, it comes uh, for a couple of minutes, give people a few minutes to decide if they're free to hop in. Hey, how's it going, Abdullah? Uh, first one here. We should be getting a lot more people coming in here pretty soon, but wanted to wait uh, just to kind of dive into it uh, while people sort of show up here. Uh, we've had hundreds of people show up last week, so really excited to come do this thing again. Um, if you want, feel free to ask any questions now while we're waiting for people to show up. I can also just jump into sort of our strategies and what we do to get more results on Twitter and also just across the internet, booking more meetings. So if you don't have any questions, feel free and just listen. If you do, feel free to raise your hand and we can just kick things off. But I wanted to start off by talking about uh, how my lead gen strategy. So essentially with lead gen, what we do in the company is we focus on a multi-channel approach. So instead of just focusing on only one type of company or just one vertical or one channel for acquisition, we're always all over the place. We're constantly engaging on different channels. And through that strategy, we're able to consistently get hundreds of meetings every single uh, month and then eventually thousands a year. Last month, we booked 430 meetings. And that's a trend that's going to be continuing because now we're getting a ton of organic traffic as well. Uh, through our website. And so the key thing that I want to highlight in a lot of this that a lot of people tend to forget, and I think where we sort of have figured out you know, what to nail with our agency is we have really strong lead magnets on pretty much every single channel. And that's one thing that I want you, both of you guys and everyone else who shows up pretty soon here as well to think about is what can you do to get people to come to you more often? So instead of just pushing out your stuff constantly and saying, hey, here's my service, here's what I do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. How can you instead focus on getting people to come to you through an insanely good lead magnet? So it's about it's all about flipping the script. So instead of starting off with pitching your services, what could you what could you send to people that you know for sure will get them to say yes? That is the that is the key, right? The key is what can you do to get them to say yes right away? And so what people typically don't understand and what really kind of changes people's minds about lead gen and what eventually sort of like really kicks things into high gear for them is once they start actually having a good lead magnet, a solid lead magnet, they realize that eventually everybody is saying yes to their things that they're trying to offer. So I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to start uh, coming up with a couple of different ideas for you guys here on this call of what you can use for really good lead magnets and what's helped me so far scaling my agency. So one lead magnet that has always worked, and I actually put this in the last week's notes, and I'll share it again in the comments section here, is uh, doing video analyses of different brands, right? That's a really, really good strategy that you'll get tons of people saying yes to. Because if you go to a brand and you say, hey, I wanted to create, I, I created a video analysis of your brand and how it st stacks up to your competitors, and then they actually say, yes, I'd love to see this video analysis, you're going to get way more people saying yes to that than just randomly pitching your services. That's one example. I'm going to go through a couple of other ones as well. But I see Abdullah, you just requested to jump in. So I'm going to add you as a speaker. So feel free to ask your question uh, when you come live here. Uh, and then for everyone listening to this on video, uh, please comment below if you think you can't hear for any reason. But uh, Abdullah, do you want to share your question with us? All right, well, while she figures out her microphone, I'm going to go through a couple of other um, options for lead magnets that can really work for your agency. And if you guys have any questions, feel free to do what Abdullah did and ask as well. Uh, but some other really good lead magnets are essentially things like doing the work in advance, or at least a portion of the work in advance that you plan on doing for your customer, and then only giving it to people who have opted into something in some capacity. So for instance, I recently was consulting this uh, software development agency who was asking me, how can I get more people to want to uh, basically take me up on my services? And so what we did was we actually said, hey, 
for you to get more people to come in, actually work with you for your software development services, what if you gave them a little piece of what you do before they even took a call with you? So for example, you could say, uh, hey, we will actually scope out a wireframe for a new feature that you want developed before you even take a call with us. What that does is it shows a concrete, valuable thing that you can give away that people will have to say yes to because it would be stupid for them not to at least see the wireframes that you're going to send them. And then if they do get that, they're way more likely to actually continue and work with you from there. So that's something I would really focus on is what can you give people that's valuable that they'd have to say yes to that actually has either a ton of value in terms of monetary investment on your side or just your time that you are either saving them or you're making them more money through that investment, that tangible investment, right? So that's something that's really key uh, in terms of a lead magnet is not just, hey, can you hop on a call with me? But I would love to give this to you for free. And if you're interested, you can then hop on a call with me and I'll deliver either a piece of this thing or all of it. Another good lead magnet for, let's say, a lead generation company would be, I'm going to give you 100 leads that I've vetted already uh, for free. Do you want them? And that actually works a lot of the time. So people use this strategy all the time in some of the top lead gen agencies that I work with. We even use it as well. But what happens is you can end that question with, and we've already given it to your competitors, X, Y, or Z. Do you also want it? When people know that their competition is getting access to something that they don't have, they're way more likely to actually jump in and take that thing because it creates a lot more FOMO for them and they don't want to miss out. So for them, it's, it's a huge thing. And they really don't want to miss out. So the value of that lead magnet is way higher. So now that we've got a couple more people in there, do I, any of you guys have questions about how to grow or scale your agency? I'm just going to keep putting that out there. Feel free to ask. I know a lot of people like to just listen as I go through some of these options. That's fine too. Um, but some other things you can do for lead magnets would be a podcast is a great lead magnet because you can just play the statistical game and you can say, hey, if I can get this person in front of like 3,000 people or 3,000 businesses or 3,000 whatever or tens of thousands for free, you're giving them so much insane value for free that they feel like they have to reciprocate by signing up for your service or telling people about your service or something. But again, my point with all this and the reason I keep driving this home and I keep giving all these different examples of different kinds of lead magnets is because every single one of these lead magnets has a tangible cost associated with it. It's not just like, again, it's not the worst thing you can do, which the worst thing is just asking for a free consultation. That's the worst thing you can do. Instead, what it is, is you are actually going and you are sharing something of value. And then that is a scalable cost. Now, a lot of people are worried about doing this because they think that if you do something like this, you're not going to actually get people to say yes. You don't always know what they want. But if you test this enough, you can eventually get uh, the right kind of lead magnet for the right kind of person and give enough customer surplus to get everybody to say yes, right? And so again, that's the main thing with all of this is basically, what can you give the people that everyone will say yes to? And that's such a huge differentiator because most businesses, almost all of them, when it comes to leads and lead generation, they're typically giving away things that nobody wants, right? And because of that, they don't actually grow and they don't actually scale because everybody is literally saying no to all of their free stuff. So again, what can you do that has real value that they actually see has real value that they will have to say yes to that they, they would feel stupid not saying yes to, right? So that's essentially the key. Now for me, I'll kind of go into as well some of the ways you can scale lead gen outside of just the lead magnet. So let's say you have the lead magnet nailed down. You have a really good lead magnet around let's say a podcast or a guide or an ebook or um, free leads or whatever it is you want to give away something of tangible value that they see also has valuable, then you can start doing more of the practical stuff, which is actually being able to grow and scale your lead strategy through concrete actions. So here's some of the stuff that I do internally with my team to get them to scale content or scale this the lead gen and acquisition funnel as quickly as possible. What I do is I will actually go and I will have them fill out a form that I give them every single day that tells me exactly how much activity they've done in terms of sharing this free lead magnet or value with other people. And yes, I don't just have everything automated. Of course, I have you know email scripts sometimes that go out through warmed up email domains that will then be automated to get people to convert into certain things. But overwhelmingly, my goal is also to have real people doing real actions to deliver real value to 
companies, right? So I actually have BDRs, which are business development representatives, who will call up companies and give them the free lead magnet to try to get them on a meeting with us, right? And the only reason it works is because the lead magnet is something that they really like, right? But I don't pass up on that. I have them do that every day and I pay them on a performance basis, which is key for most agencies because most agencies, they get in this problem where they'll end up incentivizing uh, employees and hiring employees to do stuff for them when they first try to scale. And I'm here to tell you that if you do that model, you're going to have a lot more difficulty scaling because the people who come and work for you as employees, sometimes they're not the right person for the job. And sometimes what that means is that you're actually going to get way less output with way higher costs, right? And so if you're trying to get real lead acquisition to happen for your business, you want something that's scalable and performance-based, right? Because then you can say, hey, I paid this person $3,000 and I got like 40 to 50 leads this month. Just to put this in perspective of how much money you could be potentially wasting by hiring a full-time employee right away for your agency to do lead gen, I literally have somebody I'm paying two grand per month right now and they're booking me uh, like 100 meetings, right? Um, a month. So that's the kind of production that you need to see for somebody who's on a contractor basis. And you shouldn't settle for anything less. You should try to aim for that if you can. Now, obviously, this requires some oversight on your end, because it's gonna be very difficult to pay an agency that little on top of, you know, um, the performance. But if you can go direct to the source and bypass an agency and just do all the lead gen yourself directly to a contractor, that's going to be the best opportunity. And so again, with that lead acquisition, the way to structure this once you have the lead magnet is have a scalable daily habitual practice that every single person does. They then submit their activity into a form, a very simple and easy form to submit. And when they do that, you can then see all the statistics around what your entire company is doing on a daily basis. You can see trends, you can see where everything's going, you can see if people are booking more or less meetings. And this data is very important, right? And so you can do this all through Airtable. If you don't have Airtable already, I definitely recommend it. I'm not sponsored by Airtable, but it's a really good tool for something like this. And you have everybody fill out a form. And when they fill that form out, it notifies you that this has been completed. And you can then see the statistics on a daily, weekly, monthly basis of every single person in your company, right? So that's a lot of information. But I just want to go back again and ask, is anybody in here in the space have any questions about growing and scaling their agency? For some context, I was able to grow my agency. Last year, we did $1.7 million in revenue. Um, my company's called twiz.io. So if you have any questions, now's the time to ask. Uh, I want to make sure I get to them as, as promptly as possible. So feel free to request access to speak if you guys have any questions. Otherwise, I'll just keep going into some of these strategies that you can use to hit millions of dollars in sales. So another thing that I've noticed a lot of people tend to have problems with when they're trying to grow and scale their agency, especially around the lead gen side, is not only do they not have a consistent approach to lead gen, and not only do they not have a really good lead magnet, but they don't understand what their customer will say yes to after the first meeting. So here's something you need to think about. Getting the person to a call with you is just step one, right? That's just the first thing. Getting them to repeat and come on another call and another call and another call to get them to finally close is how you can ultimately scale. One thing I used to do when I was initially scaling my agency and something I still have my team do is we basically, every time we meet with someone, we start off with an analysis of the brand, right? We have their analysis, we have their company, we're comparing it to their competition. And what we do is then we take that analysis and we say, hey, if you hop on this next call, we're going to have more of this done and even more in-depth analysis of your company for us to review on the next call. And what that does is it basically keeps them coming back. And what you have to understand, especially when you're selling services between like ten dollars to $50,000, is that you have to stay in the game for long enough. If you let them you know, leak out of the funnel and they, start, they say, hey, let's return back to this in like three months from now, they actually are very unlikely to return back, right? Statistically, and, and we have tens of millions of dollars in leads inside of our pipeline now inside our CRM, statistically, it's very unlikely that these people will actually return. That's one thing that we've realized. And so we try to optimize everything around the first two to four weeks of any initial customer's life cycle and any initial sales cycle for any additional prospects. So what you have to do is you have to find ways to get your prospects to keep coming back to new meetings. And so what you can do is you can have something that's super valuable that will get people to come back again and again and again until they eventually buy. And if you can stay in the game for long enough, then you're going to eventually get them to pull the trigger. 
And so the whole goal is to have an evergreen lead magnet that can continue to be built upon itself week after week after week. And that you, at the end of the first call that you have with them, you say, hey, you think I can get you on a call next week to keep going through this because we'll have some additional information to then go into to see if you're actually interested. So that's basically how you scale. And we've covered a lot of different things on this call, but like that's basically how you scale the main core pieces, which are A, an insanely good lead magnet, B, a structure that will help you actually get other people to do this for you and submit the activities so that you can see how the progress of your team is doing around lead gen and hiring contractors instead of employees. And then C, making sure that the actual lead magnet that you're giving people is not just a one-time thing, but that it builds upon itself and it lasts throughout the entire customer life cycle. Um, so I see there's some more people in here. Feel free to ask any questions that you guys have. Um, feel free to request it and I'll bring you up. We can talk about it. Also give your, your company a little shout out if you're interested. Uh, so feel free to ask. Um, but I'm going to keep going into some new things if nobody has any questions. So the next thing that I would say is scaling actual affiliates around the lead magnet offer. So if, for instance, you have a really strong lead magnet and you've already done step one, two, and three of what I've talked about, then the next step is to have a really strong affiliate network that's constantly sharing your lead magnet with other people, right? And so the way to do this is to figure out a way to properly incentivize people per referral to help grow and scale your business. So instead of just you know saying, hey, uh, please give me like referrals and I'll pay you out commission, you really wanna think through something specific. Don't be generic about it. Really think through what can I do to incentivize affiliates to send me leads that will then build it not just a one affiliate or two affiliates, but like hundreds of affiliates <laughs> sending me leads, right? Because if you think about it, let's say you get 100 people set up for your affiliate program. It takes like no time at all to get somebody set up for your affiliate program. If they send you 10 leads per, per year, right? That's it, like once per month. That's an insane amount of lead gen just from these affiliates. And so you can use a couple different tools for something like this. Rewardful is a good tool for something like this. But if you're trying to scale meetings booked and you're trying to actually get your meetings booked referrals higher and higher, sometimes the best strategy for this is literally just having a field inside your Calendly and giving every single affiliate a code, a unique code. And then basically say, hey, if you want to get paid for a referral that you send me, Make sure the person who books the meeting uses this unique code, and then I can pay you for this thing. This was a huge aha moment for us because there isn't really a lot of good tools or software out there that helps you actually scale your meetings booked through affiliates, right? It helps you scale your sales through affiliates. Like let's say you have 100 affiliates, you can get them all set up on an affiliate program where if they send you business, they get paid out a fixed commission, right? Like there's so many softwares for that. But where there is less software is around getting people to send you referrals and get paid out as affiliates for every single meeting that they book for your company, right? There's less of those tools out there. So if you want to do something like that, what you have to do is you have to make sure that you give every single affiliate a unique code. And you basically have a per meeting affiliate commission of like 50 to $100, right? If you can set that up and you can just give everyone that code, then all they're going to do is go back to that URL that they were given. So like, let's say you're Let's say you're Amazon, right? And amazon.com forward slash, um, your name's Joe, right? Like let's say Joe, right? Um, if somebody goes to that page and they put that code in or they just go to that unique page, then they're gonna be attributed commission. So this is a great way to be able to track this. The problem with just having people put a random name inside your Calendly, it's just very hard to quantify because people can write people's names wrong. They can do all sorts of things incorrectly. And it's gonna be very difficult to scale your affiliate program. So once you have all the other things I talked about earlier in this, this little episode uh, dialed in, then all you have to do is just get more people to share your stuff and become viral. Because this is how I define a good product. Basically, a good product is one that's extremely viral, right? It's something that like you can, you'll, you can literally measure the virality and people are sharing it constantly. If people are sharing your stuff constantly, you're going to get way more people interested in your actual product or service. And that is the definition of a good product is the amount of times that it's actually shared. In SaaS, this is called the K factor. And if you haven't heard about that before, I definitely recommend going and reading up on virality and how all that works. But if you have a really strong K factor, then you're gonna get way more people interested in your product or service and your product itself is gonna be a better product because there's more virality. It's called network effects. If you haven't heard of that before, look it up. It's a really 
interesting concept, but basically if you could turn anything that you have as an asset, so whether it's your customer list or it's your affiliate network, in, and you can increase the network effects of that thing and get people sharing and engaging with each other more often, then that actually tangibly improves your product, right? And that's so key for when you're growing and scaling your business, especially their, your lead gen business or your agency or whatever, being able to scale the amount of leads you have through a proper and strong affiliate network is one of the most important things that you can do for your business. So if I was starting from scratch today and I was restarting my agency, I would, again, have an insanely good lead magnet hire a contractor and not an employee to go and scale that for me, have real people submitting actual data and, and, and analytics into a form every day so I can see how well the prospecting is going and just oversee it as opposed to being in the day-to-day trenches myself. I wouldn't have to be there. I could just have other people do it and just report to me. And then finally, just making sure that I get tons of people, not just my contractors, but like tons and tons of affiliates sharing my link to book meetings and then paying everyone out every month on like, let's say the first or the 15th every month through PayPal. This is one of the best ways to grow and scale your product. So I know I've been talking for a while here, guys. Again, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to ask. I, I think we've got a lot of uh, people listening today, which is totally fine. But if you do have any questions, feel free to ask. Do not hesitate. Um, so I am probably going to wrap up here uh, pretty soon this week. Um, if you guys have anything you want to ask, feel free to slide into DMs, ask anything, comment on this below if you have any questions. Um, and then also, uh, feel free. Oh, Dwayne, you got a question and Mark. So Dwayne, I'm going to ask, pull you up first. So um, everyone watching on video, feel free to let me know if you can't hear this as well. But Dwayne, what's your, uh, what's your question? And I'll bring up Mr. Marketer after. Uh, no problem. So, um, so I'm kind of in a new situation. I'm new to you also. So I'll kind of give like a brief analysis of where I am. So started the agency. Um, I'm mostly doing it through emails. Uh, I just want to become really good at emails. I'm at the point where now, you know, getting open rates are very high on emails, but now I'm on the point where I'm trying to master them booking meetings. I wanted yeah. to see if you have yeah. any tips, ways that you can improve booking meetings um, through offers. I think my personal problem, what I hypothesize my problem is right now is that uh, I don't really understand what my customer wants. Or I'm not yep. saying what, or I'm not, or I'm not uh, saying, or I'm not put, portraying the offer in a certain way that attracts right. Right. Uh, said clients. Because most of the responses I'll get back, um, they're like, "Oh, not interested at this time." Follow up three six months, or it's like, "Oh no, we already are doing this in house," uh, or "Hey, we're already doing this. Like maybe next time you can follow up with us." Um, but yeah, so I wanted to see if you have any, uh, you know, tips for that. That's a great question. So I think the first thing I would probably say is when it comes to uh, getting the um, people to say yes to your offer, uh, let's just actually start initially at what is it that you offer? Because what we can do is we can just work backwards and say, okay, well, if you offer this for this price, what could you get people for free uh, that would then ex- be super valuable to them, right? So um, the first thing would be, yeah, what do you offer specifically? Like what's your main your main thing. So basically we do TikTok um, content creation and then after ads management. Um, and that's kind of like the front end offer of all things. So getting them in. And after I portray this as like how I convey this messaging before, I've noticed that before compared to now, I get higher response rates. So what I tested was before it wasn't like, it was just a regular offer like, hey, let's let's get on a call asking them for like a high intent action to where now right. I'm just like, um, hey, it's risk-free. So there's no money up front. Um, which right. is kind of like a Trojan offer in the back end because there is it's just like a setup fee. But that's besides yeah. the point. So I'd say like, hey, this is risk free. And I'll say, hey, we created a document for you or we created yep. a page for you that shows you how we actually do this. Um, because I noticed that in my first tests, it was hard to even get them to respond because a lot of agencies uh, simply go for the ask of their time, which I know is the highest right. intent. And, uh, you know, it's kind of like a dismay in that order. So I wanted to be going against the grain. So I'm just like, hey, I actually created a document. And it's not really a document. It's basically a website that's portrayed as a funnel. And after on this funnel, it gives them value onto what we do. And after from there, if they feel that that funnel has provided them with enough information and value, then after that leads into a call, which it's like a call to action. But that's not really giving me any calls right now. So I'm kind of split. Yeah. Here, sorry, I'm just going to cut you off because I I think I know the solution. So basically... um, your offer is is good. Like I, I don't think there's a problem with your offer. I think you have to think of it as this though. When when you're when you're leading with your offer, right? 
there's still the expectation for most agencies, right? That that really when, when you're going to a client or a prospect, they are expecting that by saying yes to a meeting with you, they're saying yes to the prospect of paying anywhere from like a thousand to five thousand dollars per month. Now, I understand there's like de-risking elements and everything like that, but ultimately they are thinking in their mind that by taking a meeting with you, that is the terms of the meeting, right? So the problem and the reason why a lot of people don't get a lot of meetings booked is because there's actually a risk of losing time uh, for them to say yes to something that may not give them any value whatsoever. Because you have to think of it from their perspective. What if they take a meeting and they don't even want the solution you're offering, um, even though it's a good offer, they might think, oh, I just wasted time. But if you could give them something that even for taking the meeting is valuable, then they're not at risk of losing anything because they're getting something regardless of if they take the meeting with you. And that's one of the biggest things people have problems with or they don't really understand is they don't get the fact that they are they they have a currency that's very important that we all have, which is time. And if they're losing time, especially if they're like a top executive, which is the people you want to get into, then they're not getting any value whatsoever, right? So you have to create a completely de-risking environment where they're getting at least something just for hopping on a call. That was sort of like the key behind our growth strategy. So here's a couple of options for you. Um, everybody wants content. One of the best ways that uh, I could see you gain an insanely good lead magnet is how much would you say it costs you? Or like, are you at the point now at your agency where you have other people creating the content or are you creating the content for people right now? So, so we're on level one. So like I've basically only got like two clients in the past. So right now yeah. I have it to a factor to where other people create content. But I was thinking like, as you were saying, like a lead magnet, do you think it would be good? Like if I were to like, you see like these like Twitter threads where yeah. it's just like, hey, comment this and I'll send you over this. Yeah. Do you think I should do the same thing? Kind of like analogize that and put it into emails or somewhere in my offer. It's just like, if you take the first call, we'll give you an in-depth analysis of yeah. this. Well, this. I would say this. I would say that the goal, the goal would be to do something that's unique, right? So like, yes, the analysis definitely works. Uh, you know, that that's what helped me grow. So it's, it's not that it works for every industry and every audience, but like, you know, if, if you can get that to work for you, great. It works for me. There's a lot of good stuff that happens there just by doing video analyses. That's great. But maybe your people that you're talking to don't care about video analyses. Remember, every lead magnet you give has to, there's a, there's a very simple rule. It has to cost you money or time and they have to see it as valuable, meaning that they would pay for it with their money or time. If they don't see it as valuable, meaning they're not saying yes to it, that means they wouldn't pay for it with their money or time, right? So assuming that that's the case, analysis could work. A couple other ones that came on the top of my head was, let's say you're just getting started, which it sounds like you guys are scaling. If let's say it costs you $50 to make a video, because like, let's say you or someone on your team values their hourly rate at $50, right? Or a hundred, whatever. Let's imagine how much that customer is going to pay you, right? That customer will probably pay you like $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 over the course of their lifetime as a customer. So isn't it valuable to make them a video that shows them that you know how to make videos for them and literally say, hey, I made a video for you. Um, do you want to see it? And I can go through some of the other videos we made for you after you take a call with us. Like that is so, that, that's powerful. And plus, like, it doesn't cut, take that much. I make videos all the time. And when I make these videos, it basically, you know, it, it costs me nothing, right, to make content. It takes, like, such a short period of time. So maybe what you could do is you can do something like that. You could say, hey, uh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make one free video for you. Or I already made one video for you. And I have also made videos for your competitors. Do you want to see it? Or something like that. That will increase the value of the offer substantially. So I'd say for you, like, whether it's a free video by showing and not just telling, or it's like a guide, or maybe you make a content calendar of their first months of content they can make. I know me, as somebody who's trying to get more on TikTok, even more than I am already, would find that extremely valuable, right? Because I know that that costs you time or money, and it's a, technically a combination of both, right? So mm -hmm. that is what I would do. I would think of it as, what can you make for them? Or what can you show them that's valuable? that cost you so little in the grand scheme of things that it's worth doing it because then you're just playing the statistics game. At that point, then it's like, okay, let's say it's cost you $100, right? To make one video. Well, it costs you $100 to make a video of your time and they pay 50,000. That's nothing. It's like nothing. And if it costs you, if you have to do it three times for three different companies to get one of them to buy, it's only $300. So your cost is nothing. So the reason so many people struggle to scale is because they're not exchanging time or money to get a yes. Instead, they're just exchanging some a uh, pretty lame offer, like, would you want to hop on a call with me to discuss our business, which pretty much no one wants to say yes to. Um, and that's why they're getting so much rejection. So it needs to be something that's really good. 
and needs to be valuable. And I always emphasize, try to show and not tell if it's possible. Does that make sense? Okay, no problem. So basically what I took away from this is like the main principle is try to exchange something that costs me time or money. Yeah. And that give them a, a direct like ROI or win in their situation. So like, for example, that free video, it'll show them, it'll put on a foreplay of what they're going to get. Or if I give them like a content calendar, but f- the main principles is just exchange something that is, you know, exchange worthy. And then after yeah. split test from there and see which one based on the numbers of how much I'm importing uh, concurs the best results. All right. Thank you so much, Lucas. I appreciate it, man. Yeah, 100%, dude. And does anyone else have any uh, questions they want to ask? Now's a great time to ask. We just got some great questions asked just now. Um, I'm happy to go through if you want. If anyone wants me to, feel free to come up and we can workshop uh, and offer specifically for uh, your brand. Uh, if you want to go through that, we can we can dive into that. Um, if you want to, I could just go into some more offers that I know work for me. Uh, Dwayne, I know you just asked. I mean, if you if you want to keep going, feel free. Because if no one else requests, we can just keep keep going with your stuff. If you have anything else you want to talk about, yeah, I I would love to talk about more in depth. So kind of like my whole funnel process accordingly right now is like um, I've been uh I, I try to make this as as quick as possible. So I I went from like doing emails. I always wanted to be like killer emails because I noticed that like you can reach anybody with emails. Uh, like a year ago, I was getting 10% open rates. Now I'm getting like 70% with like 5% replies per 100 prospects. Um, and after I tried to go against the grain, which helped me a lot with booking meetings, but I haven't closed clients consistently or getting or getting more booked meetings. Um, and after that's why I hopped on here. But I think the next question I'll probably ask against offers like um, on a path towards where I am right now, which is in which I'm like kind of like the infantile stages of my agencies going from zero to 10K per month. Do you, which in your personal opinion, and this could be for your own agency, uh, what do you think uh, the main principles that you followed that made you grow past 10K per month? Because I've heard the same saying that uh, going from zero to 10 is harder than going from 10 to 100. Yeah. Because when you're in that first phase, you're kind of building up the foundation and it's like explosive growth over a long amount of time. And yeah. after 10 to 100, you're just following those same principles and right. you have money on your side. So resources allocated can exponentially increase what you're doing. So I wanted to see if you have any principles on that mind for like the first phase, zero to 10K. 100%. And, you know, I also have the benefit of hindsight in terms of what I wouldn't do. So what we did, I'll start with what we did and then what I wouldn't do if I were to do it again. Um, so what we did is to go from zero to 10, we just straight up, it was just pure agonizing like promotion. We just constantly took meetings and meetings and meetings and just try to get as many people to close as possible. And it was very stressful physically and emotionally. Um, that was what we did, right? What I would have done if I was going from zero to 10, and I recommend all of you guys do, is focus on a really good offer, which I think everyone's clear on have a really good lead magnet, and then not even just one, but like multiple good lead magnets. Um, Also, after that, build an affiliate network or affiliate army from the beginning, like from the very beginning. And and the thing is, you'll know if you're ready for an affiliate network, if people are naturally sharing your product anyways. People are telling people about your service anyways, then you should incentivize people to do it more. And that's basically what an affiliate network is. It's basically making it super easy for you to get more of what is already happening, which are referrals. So I would just start it with that. And then that's pretty much it because everything else after that is pretty easy if you can nail that from zero to 10. Now, from 10 to 100, what we did is we niched down on one thing that we were very good at and we could repeat over and over again, which was SEO. We became very proficient at SEO. We got our cost to write like a really quality word of like SEO, like basically per word for any blog we did, we got it down to like seven cents a word. And our unique differentiator was that uh, it was very high quality for the price and people were very happy with that. Um, and so because of that, we were able to charge normal rates. So like 25 to 30 cents for something that only costs us like seven cents, right? That's the arbitrage. That's the product opportunity. And people would tell other people about us because they're like, hey, you want really good content? Go use Twiz. So that was what got us from 10 to 80 uh, or 100. What got us from 100 to 200 was branching out into multiple uh, services, um, so instead of just SEO, we started offering lead gen, so more direct response to get more cash flow in and then put that cash flow into paid ads and other forms of acquisition. And then now we're at the point where like going from 200, our goal is to get to like 2 million a month. Um, and that 
is really about being the best in the world at what you do. Like there's really no way because there's such few businesses that get past 10 million in the grand scheme of things that you actually just have to be the best. Like there's really no other way around it. So you can you can kind of get to 2 million uh, without being the best, which is kind of surprising. But you actually have to have a 10x differentiator to get past 10 million. So the reason I talk about a lot of this stuff when I say like, how you can get to 2 million or get to 10 million, even though a lot of people's goals with their agency is not actually to get to 2 million or 10 million, they just want to get to like 100,000 or a million or whatever, they don't they don't want to grow large. The reason I talk about all these things, though, is because if you can actually nail them, and you can do all the things that would help you at 2 million, 10 million, even 100 million, you could do them early on and bake them into your business, like having an amazing product, having amazing virality, taking advantage of an arbitrage opportunity, have an incredible lead magnet, like, these things will make you more profitable, which ultimately gives you freedom and gives you leverage, which is what you want, right? So even if you only want to have a $100,000 agency per year, you could apply all these things and make like $100,000 in profit per year and literally have no expenses, which sounds crazy, but it is possible. You could actually do that. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that I, I harp on so much here. Uh, and again, if I were to do anything differently, it would just be take all of the things I talk about and just make them happen sooner. So I could increase the profit per hour of my agency and get the cost as low as humanly possible. Uh, the faster you can do this, the faster you'll scale. Um, so it's not all about hustle. That's the thing that people typically mistake. It's more about just like building an incredible product and getting the world to talk about it <laughs> and having great costs on your products. That way your margins are incredible essentially so no problem so you said for the first one zero to 10k that in your point of view the main things that you're doing wrong was like pure just promotion i was just chaos and total order like just doing everything that was misarranged and after from 10 to 100k uh what helped was you know focusing on the right offer having a yeah. right lead magnet uh building an affiliate network i i don't actually know what that is but i can yeah i, I think with more research on you i could figure out what that is and after from from point onwards, you said uh, niche down, so become like a specialist, like kind of like how like Alex Ramosi says, like become a specialist in your certain yeah. industry. And after with being able to become a specialist in that industry, you're able to charge rates that were pretty normal and fair. So it gave you a price advantage over your competitors. But in direct course of you charging that amount, you already figured out the numbers that you're best with so that it would literally mean you're getting more profit or you're not sacrificing as much to uh, fulfill a client's needs and you're still the best with charging yep. those normal rates. So you're winning on both ends. And after you said from there on out, it was like upselling different services, like in uh, lead gen. So like SEO would be like your top of funnel where, you know, like, Hey, we have everything downline and yeah. after upselling existing clients into other offers that are better uh, and more advantageous for you from a position of acquisition and being able to retain them because they yep. depend yep. on you for more services and you're just taking the whole marketing frame from that pinnacle point. Am I correct? That's correct. And I would say too, like the, so to answer the question about like what the affiliate network is, basically affiliates would be anybody who will send you referrals for commission. Um, and the reason companies like Amazon and actually even Tesla, if you look at Tesla, the reason they don't do any marketing, quote unquote, uh, they don't actually run any ads or do any paid ads is because they actually are paying out a lot of money for affiliates. Um, they actually pay a ton out for affiliates. They have like a huge affiliate network. Uh, there's so many people who make like hundreds of thousands of dollars just from sending people to Tesla, right? So it, it's, it's, it's like a core part of every business. Now, the reason, so here's like the key reason why these trillion dollar companies rely on affiliate networks like Amazon does too. I mean, everyone here has heard of Amazon FBA. Um, everyone here can send people to Amazon and get paid money for doing that, right? So like they've baked affiliates into their business model. The reason that all of them do this is because referrals are cheaper than paid ads by a landslide, typically like 50% cheaper. So if you don't start with affiliates and referrals and then add the paid ads in later, you're going to always be paying more than your competition. And really in business, like the company that can pay the most to acquire a customer and also not spend, and like basically the company that can pay the most to acquire a customer wins, right? And what that typically means is that company can also make the most profit from that customer by getting them to uh, 
pay more on their side for the service. So ultimately, we want to think through is like, how can I act and behave like some of the biggest companies in the world? And that is how you can build an asset. Because what I've learned most agencies struggle with is they don't think of their company as an asset. They don't think of it as like a passive income source. Now, as a caveat on this, don't build like a, a business that is not good first. So you have to have a really good product. You have to deliver on your customers. You have to have all this basic stuff taken care of and your employees. But once you have that taken care of, you should see it as something passive. Like the goal of any business is to provide so much value that you're rewarded for making passive income, which gives you freedom. And so it's not a bad thing. Having passive income is a very good thing. And it's what they talk about in real estate. So they talk about all these different professions. But for some reason, agency owners just end up being chained to their agency forever and they can never get themselves out of it. One of the best things we ever did was taking a management exit from the agency like a year and a half ago. I only work uh, about 30 minutes a week on the agency now. Everything else is on software development. And it's basically stuff that I love to do, like building this new software for agencies. So that is the that is really like the 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 place everyone should get to as soon as possible is how can you exit the business and get other people to run it while you make like 160k a year passively you know and that's the goal um can you get to like two hours of work a month right 24 hours a year you know that's i mean i was just hearing uh on alex hermosi's podcast he was saying that <laughs> jeff bezos literally made 40 million dollars an hour last year um, which is insane, <laughs> but the, the potential is insane. And if you can't get to that point, at least with a, in a small degree, like a very small degree, relatively speaking, you'll never be able to scale it to a large degree. And so you have to get to that point as quickly as possible. If you really want to be an actual entrepreneur and not just an employee for your own company, that's the big difference. Now, uh, Dwayne, we can keep going on this. I actually really love the back and forth. Anyone here have any questions though they want to ask? Cause we're about to be wrapping up here soon. So I want to get these in before we hop off. Uh, if not, we'll keep going to Dwayne. Dwayne, you got anything else you want to talk through? Um, I think, not really, but I have like one final question and this is not a yeah. question based on like any business or anything. I already got a lot of value out of this. Um, so I'm currently 18. I wanted to see if you have any advice, if you were to like go back in the past, would you give yourself, would you give your 18 year old self any uh, valuable advice to take away? Yeah, well, for some context, so I started the agency at 21. Um, and I was in my college, you know, dorm room and everything. Um, and then I've been doing it now for five years. Um, and yeah, I think the biggest thing that I would have done differently is, well, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty, but like imagining that I have the hindsight I do now, um, I, I would, I would obviously do all the things I mentioned already with product and affiliates and making it passive from day one while also just delivering an insanely good experience for your customers. Like those are all things I would do, obviously. But what I would do on top of that is I would take advantage of, I would spend a lot of time thinking through where is the most, where's the best arbitrage opportunity. And if you don't know what that word means, anybody here listening on the podcast, because I, I reshare this on the podcast. Um, if you don't know what that means, basically what that means is where can you take advantage of the largest arbitrage or where can you take advantage of the largest inefficiency in the market? So for instance, if like the most basic example of this is when you like watch Gary Vee and he goes to garage sales and then resells it on eBay, right? Like, but he's thinking in terms of arbitrage, he's thinking, okay, well, these people are giving away actually good stuff for very low prices, meaning that there's an inefficiency because they couldn't get it for a higher price when in fact, the value of that thing was high enough to extract more money for them, right? So there was an inefficiency there. So he's taking advantage of that. He's flipping it. That's what flipping is. And then he's giving it to the people. The reason why so many entrepreneurs start off like, you know, uh, flipping stuff or doing all that is because it's exactly how you should think about product. You, it, there's a thing I talk about called the traditional trap. Uh, I talk about this a lot, which is most agency owners think in terms of traditional things. So they think, okay, I'm just going to go copy this email marketing agency, or I'm just going to go copy this TikTok agency or whatever, because the model already exists. The problem with that is that so many people are copying each other, that nobody's delivering anything unique to the market, which means that arbitrage or the amount of money you can make per hour of time spent per resource diminishes dramatically because there's saturation in the market. So if I were to start from scratch, I would think, where can I get the most bang for my buck? Where is the largest inefficiency? Some areas that you could just start right off the bat identifying best opportunities would be things like 
trend hopping. So you're actually in a really good space with TikTok because what happens with TikTok is a lot of people want to use TikTok. A lot of people want to be on TikTok, but very few people actually know how to use it correctly. So you don't need to be as much of an expert on TikTok to actually help people on TikTok, which means that your cost of entry is lower, um, but the amount people are willing to pay is higher than let's say other more saturated industries where there's more options, like uh, like there's more supply. It just, everything comes back down to supply and demand. So if you want the best arbitrage opportunity, you need to find something that's low in supply, but high in demand, right? So anything that you can think of in the agency space that's low in supply, but high in demand, like TikTok content creation is low in supply and high in demand, then you're going to have a much better experience with your product and get way more people sending business to you. So I think what you're doing is on the right track. I would just try to identify anywhere there's an arbitrage opportunity and just get that to be as good as freaking possible. And from there, then you'll actually get a lot more scale a lot quicker. And every incremental dollar, this is excellent I got from Alex Ramosi recently, every incremental dollar that you, you make will be more profitable because you're capitalizing on an inefficiency in the market, if that makes sense. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. I appreciate the, the soundful advice. I mean, I don't really get this much information from Twitter, but I decided <laughs> to hop in here today. So I appreciate it, Lucas. Do you do these calls weekly or? Every week, man. Feel free to come in. 12 p.m. PST. Uh, feel free to hop on in. And I'd love to have you back. Feel free to come ask questions every week. And then actually, Nico, I just uh, invite you to be a co-host too. If you want to come up, feel free. Um, but yeah, Dwayne, it's been really great having you on. And uh, yeah, if you ever need anything, if you, want, if you have any content things you want to see too, feel free to comment on any of my stuff and say, hey, can I see something on like, you know, X, Y, or Z and, and I'll make something. So thank you so much, Lucas. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dwayne. Appreciate it too. What's up, Nico? What's up? Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting hearing your arbitration uh, conversation because that's something you and I talked about not too long ago. So it's uh, for anyone listening, it's yeah. huge, huge advice right there. Yeah, man. And for anybody who doesn't know Nico, uh, Nico's been leading these with me for the last few weeks. He's really awesome. We're actually doing an ebook together, which will be given out uh, as well pretty soon. I'll be releasing like my top, I think, 60 growth hacks alongside Nico's um, uh, book on, on outbound lead gen and all that, all sorts of stuff. So uh, he's a really solid dude. He's got an agency scaled. So if you guys have any questions for him or me, again, now is the time to ask. Uh, I want to make sure I get these in before we wrap up here. Um, if not, uh, Nico, maybe you and I could just go into some things that are working for us right now on the lead gen side. I'm curious to see if there's anything new you've learned this week or anything you're working on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, yeah, honestly, the biggest thing that I've been doing for leads for the agencies, um, database reactivation, Rob Bailey kind of coined that term not too long ago. So I've been putting the campaigns together for like a ton of people who ghosted me, uh, uh, you know, no shows, um, yeah, people who weren't good fits at one point for the agency and seeing pretty decent results, um, like 50% open rates on those emails, like a 4% positive response rate on those. So that's, I mean, again, arbitrage, right? If you have these old lists of contacts, like why not reach out to them? Yeah, actually, so what, what, what was your conversion rate on that? What are you, uh, what are you getting right yeah, now? Yeah, it's a 50% email open rate. I think it's like a 7 or 8% um, like response rate and like 4% of the people who open, it's possible. So 2% in total. Yeah, that's that's pretty solid. And that's actually interesting. Are you, is there like a specific strategy you're using to get them back on the horn or are you just reaching out to them? Um, it depends on like, so that's, that's from our Calendly ones. Like, you know, we, much like your agency, we book quite a bit of people who just aren't good fits for us. So it's kind of like re reactivating them, seeing where their business is, if there's any help that we can give. Um, the one that I'm actually launching tomorrow, because Thursdays do really well for us, is uh, the, um, uh, the the CTA is about the the book that we're uh, launching together. So oh, nice. that should be a pretty high one. Um, but that's for people who are like ghosted or no shows. So it's like, take the data and then segment it out. And then you can customize the messaging yeah. based on that. That's really solid. Um, yeah. And for anyone listening, I mean, that's a, that's a tough thing to do because in my experience, when it comes to agencies, it's really difficult to get people back on the horn. Um, some things that we try to do to get, uh, so this is actually something that would be worth talking about really quick before we wrap up here is uh, subsidized CAC. So if anybody has heard of this, um, it's kind of like a, I would say like more advanced level entrepreneurial technique, but it's what the biggest companies in the world do. And that's getting other people to cover the cost of your customers um, or to get your customers to cover their own cost of acquiring them. Um, so a couple things I'm doing inside the app that we have to get this to happen is I've noticed that 
people that we talk to who are interested in partnering or who become members of our software also are interested in marketing services and they need to hire people for different marketing services. So what we do is we let them submit lead requests for different things that they're interested in. And then other agencies will actually pay for access to those leads. Um, so it's, it's crazy because you get somebody to come in who is a member and they're paying, let's say, $97 to $300 per month, something around there, depending on if they were referred or if they're not referred by a member. And then what happens is after they join uh, or before, they have a bunch of things they need help with. And so we basically help them by offering a service to match them for free with other agencies for a specific thing that they're hiring for. And what that does is it basically gets our cost to acquire them to literally zero um, because other people are paying us for access to that lead, right? And this is something that I want you guys to really think about when it comes to growth is like, can you get them to buy a book? Can you get them to, um, you know, uh, buy anything, literally? Like, is there a setup fee you can do that's refundable so that they have a good taste in their mouth if they decide not to work with you or something? Um, is there something you could do to that that is literally the cost of acquiring that customer? So let's say it costs you $500 to acquire a customer. Can you do like a one-time setup fee of $500? So that way you're literally not spending any money to get new business. That is that is that is really like the ultimate growth hack. Sounds like Nico, you're doing some of that stuff right now. So really interested to see how that goes in the next few weeks. Yeah, and uh, kind of kind of you know plugging plugging you is uh, we we have a free challenge that we're going to be launching, but we have a ton of great partners like Lucas and Andre. If uh, you guys don't know them uh, or him, um, where we actually have like the bonus stacks on those are just incredible. Like you can't get them anywhere. That's nice because like, even though it's a free resource, we are opting people into our affiliates. Like I have an affiliate program with bulk email checker for our emails, right? So I'm actually like profiting for this free challenge and the agency is going to make like a grand. So yeah, it's like a win, win, win. It's definitely a win, win, win. I mean, that's the, that's the key, right? Build those affiliate partnerships, build all these things to help basically make everything way more profitable, way more scalable and to make a better product. So Guys, I know we're coming up on time here. I've actually got to jump, but thank you everybody for hopping into this weekly AMA. If you have any questions, do not hesitate to ask. Feel free to share this recording with somebody that you think might find it interesting. We post these on our podcast every week. You go to How to Scale an Agency on anything that you get your podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, feel free to jump on and listen to this recording. I'll be sharing it inside Twitter. Again, Wednesdays at 12 p.m. PST, every week we're doing these. If you have a, next week, we're actually gonna be doing How to Get a Billion Dollar Client. Um, that's gonna be a really fun episode I got planned with a guest. Um, and so feel free to tune in and mark your calendars for that. Thank you, Nico, for coming up. Thank you, Dwayne, for the questions. And uh, everybody, this has been fantastic. I'm really stoked. Keep doing these. They've been super fun. So thank you.